Marshall Community Credit Union. Our 2021 presenting sponsor is Marshall Community Credit Union. Macy's mission is to partner with members for financial success through service, solutions, and education. See how MCCU can help you reach your financial goals. Just visit marshallcommunitycreditunion.com to learn more. Who's got your back? MCCU, that's who. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bombers Breakdown, the official podcast of your Battle Creek Bombers. I'm Maxwell Fritz, alongside me, Julian Lloyd. And Julian, the Bombers have had a great week since their last podcast. We really have. Uh, we had a couple games get rained out, get postponed, forced into a doubleheader, but we've looked good in all of our outings. The Bombers really have, and as Julian just mentioned, the two key words for this past week for the Bombers were wins and rain. The Bombers, Julian, who struggled uh, at the start of the season, really came back, and I mean, that's in fact, because we got a lot more guys on who had great stellar debuts, mm-hmm. the Bombers are now, they went 5-2 and two this past week, and they went 3-1 and one on this recent road trip. So we're at a 500 record now, which is great when we started 0-4 for the season. Started 0-4, then we were 1-5 at one point. So, yeah, to be 577 through 14 is, is really, really good. We've looked like one of the hottest teams in all the Northwoods League since that uh, slow start. It's been really impressive. I'm, we really have, and the Bombers have had a lot of downtime with those rainouts and everything. And one interesting thing about C.O. Brown Stadium here, Julian, is that we don't have a tarp. So it makes it even harder when the rain starts falling for the Bombers mm-hmm. that their games get rained out more. But the boys have been resilient. They've come back. They have not let the downtime hurt them. And they've come back for a lot of wins. Yeah, they did uh, well on the road. We got our first couple road wins. That was good. And they came back. Uh, had the home streak going for a while. Uh, unfortunately, we lost the first game of the purple since the last podcast. Mm-hmm. But every day we've won the purple jerseys, we've gotten a win that day. That's the way I, I think of it now since we went one and one yesterday in the purples. I was going to say yes. Um, for those who were listening to the last podcast, the purple streak has finally ended after yesterday's doubleheader. They won the first game but dropped the second game with the Rockford Rivets. So, if you come to the ball game now for home game, you may not see them in the purples. <laughs> and and if I can say about the game yesterday, the doubleheader, you could kind of see like a switch go off for Rockford. Uh, they scored, I, I believe they scored in the top of the ninth, or I guess the seventh. Mm-hmm. So top of the seventh <laughs> in the first game. And then from then on, they, they had a hot start to the second game. It was almost like a switch went off and the momentum definitely went in their favor after that. Yeah, it's always hard with doubleheaders when you play a team the same day because that team can really see how you are doing, what kind of pitchers are being thrown out there, and especially for the um, pitching staff in the bullpen, that's a lot of throws in the same day. So if you use a lot of guys in the first game, you don't have much for the second. And pitching really has been kind of the woe for the Bombers right now, especially on the road. Even though they went 3-1 and one on the road trip, that pitching in that loss was really, really spotty. Um some of the pitchers just had some control issues. So the Bombers' bats have been going off, Julian. It just seems like the pitching now is kind of the issue. Yeah, and it's the demoralizers. It's the heartbreakers. There's been a lot of two-out hits or a lot of 0-2 hits. Just it really it's hard to, or at least for me, you got to be mentally tough to keep a strong performance going after something like that happens, which it just kind of hurt us multiple times and in, in multiple innings in games. Mm-hmm. But the Bombers, on the flip side there, with the bats, have been hot. Miguel L'Oreal, who is now um, probably going to be leading off a couple games because he has the speed. Now we lost Ben Fitzgerald to an injury. So Miguel L'Oreal, he was really hot at the beginning of the road trip, went 4-5 in the first game. Kind of slowed down a little bit, but you'll expect that, especially 
early in the season. Guys can get on a hot streak and mm-hmm. then fall off. But right now, looking at our roster, we almost have everyone. Of course, we're missing the LSU, Eunice, and Vanderbilt guys. So mm-hmm. some of the best guys have yet to come to the team. But right now, we've got a really solid roster. No, no doubt about it. I, just looking at some of the guys, getting the new headshots of the newbies when they're walking in, I, you can kind of tell. You kind of see who's a ball player just from uh, seeing the BP and, and watching how they warm up. And then you see them inserted in the lineup on their first day here. So that kind of tells you something already, what the expectations are for them. And then, yeah, we go out there. Like I said, we won the first game of the doubleheader, and I just kind of knew. I was, this is a new page turning over for the Bomber season. We're going to be great, and I'm very excited. And I really started that on the road, Julian, because as we talked about in the last podcast, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to go on the road trip with uh, Harris Eisenberg as Josh Baker, other broadcaster, had some time off. Um, I was lucky enough to go on the road with the team, and on that road trip, I was really able to like kind of gel with the team a little bit more, mm-hmm. get some of their personalities down, see how much – they were improving on those couple games. And this road trip, I think, has really been the turning point for the Bombers. Going 3-1. and one. Uh, Finally, now we got a one, we have a win in every single jersey color. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. got a win in the blacks, win in the reds now, and, of course, the purples. So coming back really has just been awesome to see how these boys have transitioned from the start of the season, all these new guys coming on, having great debuts. So now – I'm excited for the rest of the season with everyone we have here, and especially Harold Cole, Julian. When we have Josh and Harris on a bit later in the podcast, they're yeah. going to go more in depth on Harold Cole, but I really think he's going to be one of the best players we have. No, the, yeah, I can see that too. I think he was the number one shortstop in, in Georgia. Georgia. You know, he's top 20, I believe, in the country, just mm-hmm. overall. But, you know, we had him playing second base a little bit in the first game until the bottom of the seventh, where we, or the top of the seventh, where we needed some defense. So he went over to his natural shortstop position position but I just yeah he's great he was making some plays there was almost one crazy uh like assist that he made it was mm-hmm. just a little bit late but yeah he, he's the real deal and I'm excited to see him and that's the thing too now Julian why I think the Bombers have improved is that having more guys in the roster more of these guys are able to get back to their natural positions even though some have been excelling in their secondary positions one that surprised me was Miguel L'Oreal mm-hmm. he normally is like a second baseman uh infielder mm-hmm. but during the uh, away stand, we had him playing right field. Mm-hmm. And I remember Harris and I in the booth, we were kind of questioning why he was out there. But, man, he made an amazing diving catch out in right field in foul territory. I'm shocked it didn't make Sports Center top ten. It was so good. <laughs> so these guys, even though they're in secondary and third dairy positions sometimes, they have excelled. But now we're starting to get more guys. They're starting in the normal positions. So we're finally actually getting almost the same lineup every night, which yeah. is really good for a baseball team. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed, too, in the game uh, with, when it comes to our batting order is Cole batted, I believe, sixth. And I just didn't know what, in college or maybe in high school where he normally batted. I know it was his first game with us. Mm-hmm. So that was just one thing for Roop and for our coaching staff. I was wondering where they were going to put people in the lineups. Now we see L'Oreal uh, leading off today. Where is Cole at? Cole's uh, in the third position, which – proves that he's a power hitter as well Mm -hmm. because you always want your first three to be, you know, good hitters and then Mm -hmm. your fourth to clean it up. So it's going to be interesting now to see if this is going to be the main lineup now with Cole coming in, especially when we get the LCU Eunice and Vanderbilt guys still to come Mm -hmm. where they're all going to fit in the lineup. But right now the Bombers have a solid lineup. We're winning games. It's looking good. Oh, no, because I remember we were talking about uh, when our record wasn't so pretty, how upbeat the team still was, Mm -hmm. how it's it's still a fun group of guys to be around and – now the hard work is paying off, and, you know, winning just fixes so many things. Exactly. so many things. It's great for the team. And then uh, with the LSU Eunice guys and Vanderbilt uh, players still not here, 
and we were talking about the positions. I wonder how many days off some of these guys are going to get because <laughs> it almost seems like these guys have been – obviously they've been playing every day mm-hmm. and in all these different positions. So when these guys here fill up their normal positions, I, I really wonder what it's going to be like from day to day for the team. Definitely. And as you mentioned, Julian, they're, the atmosphere of the team has been electric. Being on that road trip with them, they were playing music in the bus. They were laughing, you know, dancing on the bus. Mm-hmm. Even after their, their one loss, they were mm-hmm. still really upbeat. And that's mm-hmm. awesome to see for them to carry it forward. We're going to go to a quick break now, and when we come back, we're going to have one of the Bombers broadcasters, Josh Baker, on to talk a little bit more about Harold Cole and the rest of the team stats. Fellas, are you looking for that perfect tank top to show off those summer muscles? Ladies, are you looking for that t-shirt that is so comfy you never want to take it off? Kids, are you looking for that hat that will make your friends want to trade you their snack pack for? Well, head on over to the Bombers team store, located in the concourse anytime during or after the game for your official Bombers gear, brought to you by Underground Printing. Welcome back to Bombers Breakdown, here with one of the Bombers broadcasters, Josh Baker. Hey man, how's it going? I'm good, how are you today, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be here, glad to have another game. We got game three of the Rockford series today, as you guys probably have talked about, the the rain out last week. We had the Sunday game that we won, and then going into Monday, had some rain, and unfortunately it was... It wasn't a lot, but it was just consistent rain for too long, and without the tarp, couldn't do much about it. So no game played, and luckily for us, they were back here a week later and had the doubleheader last night, five to or four to one victory in game one, five to one loss in game two. So split it, which is just exactly how we've been throughout the season so far. We're seven and seven through fourteen games, but it's it's been cool. It's we've had a couple new guys. We had. Um, Harold Cole and Aaron Beck both show up yesterday, so and th- those guys both made some some big splashes in their debuts. Mm-hmm. Many uh, many bombers have made big debuts, but one guy Julian and I have been really talking about is Harold Cole. We know he's ranked number one shortstop in Georgia, pretty high in the nation as well. I know we were kind of speculating he may go in the MLB draft. Yeah, he's like you said, number one in Georgia, number twenty in the nation by perfect game, and he showing up and just meeting him, you could tell that he was just a ball player. He's the his physique and how he holds himself and then also watching him in BP, just how everything sounded off his bat, him at short, just fielding balls, uh, double play transfers, doing transfers between the legs, flipping them on to second base. Um, no transfer glove flips to L'Oreal, just fun stuff like that. It's seeing him with Harris. It was kind of like a jaw-dropping moment where we've talked about him for so long and been waiting and waiting, and he's finally here, and his fielding has lived up to the uh, expectations. His bat, as he starts to get used to wood bats, that's probably Mm -hmm. one of the main reasons why, although he didn't do as well last night with the bat as he probably wanted to, he is coming from collegiate ball where you use metal bats, and we've talked about that, how Mm -hmm. there's the transition to wood, so... Got to give him a little bit of time as he continues to get better, but he's I think he's happy to be here, and we'll see how if he gets drafted in July and, and if he sticks with the Bombers throughout the rest of the season or not. But we'll definitely be happy with his presence out there. He had a game at second and a game at short, and with 
him going to short, Ed Johnson moved to third base for game two, which is his primary position. And Lariel was back at second after having game one off. So it was cool to see Lariel, Johnson, and Cole, who two of the three, Lariel and Johnson, have been great so far this season. Two of the best hitters for the Bombers. They're playing at their main positions. And Cole moving into his at short. And we'll see how he transitions along with this team as we continue. We have one tonight. We have the, the last game of the homestand and then an off day. And then we go to Traverse City and Kenosha this weekend. Mm-hmm. And especially with Harold Cole being the shortstop and the shortstop normally being the leader of the team, how do you think that's going to help the Bombers now, Josh, having that natural, athletic, great ball player at shortstop to lead the team? We'll have to see how he does with the locker room chemistry and everything. Um, I don't. I haven't gotten to know him a lot personally. Only had about 24 hours from the last time I first saw him. Uh, so we'll see how he deals with the guys and if he becomes a leader – uh, he, he seems like someone who totally can, but definitely on the field, he is someone who likes to be the one that feels that ball. There was a play out in right field where he was running back on a pop out over to right field and ended up, he was playing second for game one, ended up calling off the right fielder and snagging the ball where, you know, it could, it's probably the right fielder's ball, but Cole knew he had it and he did all the way. So it's just one of those things where he, you can tell he's, He's definitely a capable ball player and knows he's a capable ball player. Yeah, I know exactly what player you're referring to. I remember that happening in the in the first game, and I was like, oh, was he, "Is he gonna actually get that?" And then he did, and it was it was cool, but it was kind of yeah, it was kind of borderline for me. I really definitely expected the right fielder to get it, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was on play by play for that game, and I with with the way our press box is angled, and we usually have the play by play guy on the right seat you don't get as much view down right field as you would do left field. So it's kind of harder for me to judge as I was leaning out and thinking I eventually I at first said it was caught by the right fielder before I even saw that it was Cole that then made the catch. So it was one of those plays that even me in the booth watching it and trying to broadcast it, it's you thought it was the right fielder's ball all the way. Yeah. And But Cole being showing off the speed and showing off his fielding and he's – labeled as a five-tool guy who can hit for average and hit for power. And like you said, he's mm-hmm. moving into the three-hole today. So he's one of those guys that might be able to increase the home run numbers. We only have two so far. Steven Krause hitting both of them. Yeah. You saw one of those on the road over in, I believe it was in Kenosha, Kenosha. when he hit it. It was a go-ahead solo shot. And then he hit one in the loss against Kalamazoo as well. And both those coming in very short fields. Still no home runs here at C.O. Brown Stadium, which is one of the biggest in the Northwoods League. So the Bombers have power, but at this bigger field, even though we have the kind of the party deck short field over and left, it's still waiting to see a home run here. I'm not too worried about us not hitting home runs because we're also not allowing any at home. True. So as long as we're the first ones to hit one here this season, I'll be satisfied. Yeah, and it's definitely a pitcher's ballpark when looking at the home and road splits. The ERAs are drastically different between the two, about around 8 ERA on the road and around 3.5 here at C.O. Brown Stadium. So it's just the fact that they're partially it was inflated by those series on the road against Kokomo at the beginning of the season where yeah. they lost, I believe it was like 12-3 and then 17-3. to So those ones will, will hit your ERA hard, but... They had that good road trip, 3-1 and one on the road trip, and co- two wins in Kokomo, and then split the two games against Kenosha in the first time seeing them, and now sit half a game behind Kenosha in the standings for second place, which is a playoff spot. And interesting thing, too, is uh, Julie and I were talking about before, showing how this team now is getting more power, 
getting more comfortable winning games now because they're in those natural positions. Just look at the Kokomo series, for example. The first time we were there, just like Josh mentioned, we lost huge by huge amounts. And then we come back and beat Kokomo in the next two games. Yeah, 29-6 to was the overall score from the first two games. And then I can't remember the scores off the top of my head, but it wasn't – I think it was a 4-2 win and, and like a 10-5 win or something like that, yes. was it? Yeah. So – Although the four two more low scoring still it wasn't it, we haven't had a one we've had one one run game this entire season so far Kalamazoo. and it was the nine to eight loss in Kalamazoo mm-hmm. two Saturdays ago mm-hmm. and really I think the Bombers would have been able to go four for four on the road if it was not for the pitching in that first Kenosha game so right now Bombers are looking amazing yeah and their pitching was great last night they had Lyle Hibbets go six and a third in game one it was just seven innings so basically went complete game and then Boban Villain picked up the save and then started game two and then a little bit of a really heads up managerial move by Michael Rupenthal in game two there's the pitch limit that we've talked about with 35 pitches in an inning Isaac Van Dyke came in relief of Boban Villain and in the second inning his first inning of work he was on pitch 34 with two runners on, two outs, and I think it was an uh, a 1-2 or 0-2 count. It was 1-2, I remember. It was a 1-2 yeah, count, yeah. So unless he picked a guy off, he would have thrown his 35th pitch. So instead, they flip-flopped Van Dyke with the second baseman, Miguel Lariel, who then, I think it was runners at first and third. Lariel pitched the rest of the inning. He balked and let up a run. It, it was the fourth run of the inning, making a 4-1 ball game, which... Afterwards, we know did not matter because mm-hmm. it was a five to one win or loss for us. But it was five to one for mm-hmm. for Rockford. But it was smart because it saved your bullpen. Isaac Van Dyke got out of the inning with only thirty four pitches, and then they flipped him again for the next inning. So he pitched two more innings after that. The big issue with that was when he flip flopped. He then fills the six hole, which was the DH spot, not the six hole specifically, but he takes the DH's spot, which was Ty Stiles batting sixth. But in the fourth inning, Ty Staus came up to the plate. They didn't send Van, Van Dyke. They sent Ty Staus, hit a double, and then was called out for an illegal batter. So ah, that yeah. was an issue last night mm-hmm. that, although it was a smart managerial move and, and even on the broadcast noticed it and, and called it out, was a, a nod of the head to Rupenthal, then just a, a minor brain, brain mm-hmm. slippage in the fourth um, to allow an, an, extra, an extra out, basically, because it would have been Van Dyke or Stouse would have been out because of an illegal batter, or Van Dyke, who's a pitcher, hasn't really hit in a long time. So although we've seen pitchers get hits, it's less likely. Mm -hmm. They eventually went and replaced Isaac Van Dyke with Drew Dyer and then Mason Sykes. So then that pitcher spot was actually a bat in the lineup and not the pitcher actually hitting in the six hole. Mm -hmm. But it – to no avail last night as they ended up losing 5-1 to one in game two and, and split it and now look for the series victory today. Yeah, when we talk about that first game last night, who was the starter again? I, I, Lyle Hibbets it was went Lyle six Hibbets. in the third. Yeah, no, he, he performed very well. I believe he only allowed a couple of hits. But, yeah, I was I think very it was, impressed. It was four or five hits allowed, uh, no runs, um, because the, the one run that was given up uh, – I can't remember if it was to Lyle or not last night, but Hibbets has a scoreless streak of seven and a third innings. So he's pitched seven innings and in in one out without giving up a run. And that's just exactly what you want out of a starting pitcher. That's the, mo- that's the biggest scoreless streak by any of our pitchers so far mm-hmm. this season. Yes, the Bombers are really looking hot. If they can continue this, 
They're sure to get plenty more wins. Thank you, Josh, for joining us. Have a great call tonight. Thanks. All right, we'll be right back with Bomber's Breakdown and another character draft between Julian and I. Stay tuned. Meyer, who should you trust when it comes to your grocery needs? How about the same place that most Skeeter gets all of his necessities? Meyer has everything you need to make this summer a home run. As the official sponsor of Battle Creek's favorite mosquito, Meyer provides the perfect place to stock up on all the items you may need this summer. Welcome back to Bomber's Breakdown. We know all of you enjoyed the first character draft that we did with the Spongebob characters, so Julian and I are going to do another character draft, this time with Looney Tunes characters. So, Julian has graciously let me go first since uh, he kind of dominated me in the uh, <laughs> in the last character draft. Yeah. So, Julian, since there are no literal god Looney Tunes characters yep. that you can draft, that you know of, I'm going to go with the... Uh, the OG of Looney Tunes, <laughs> the guy who could do it all, Bugs Bunny. Okay, that's fair. Now, <laughs> I'm drafting him first, and you know I knew I wanted him first, but now I really don't know what position I want to put Bugs in because he he could really play anything. But you know I think I'm actually going to put Bugs Bunny as our, as my pitcher. So I'm going first overall pick for a pitcher. Now, all right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no problem with that at all. I'm already ready. I've right. been thinking about this. You know Bugs Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. If you've seen any of the Space Jam films, which there's only one, yes. I'm picking Lola Bunny. She's uh, the she's the leader of the team. She's the shortstop. Yep, put Lola at shortstop. Yep, I already am winning. I, I gave you the first pick, and I'm winning. I don't, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm going with Lola Bunny, and I'm very proud of my Now, pick. yes, okay. I, I, I can definitely see that. But you know what? Your shortstop. Is normally one of the faster guys on the team as well. Yes, they are the leader, but you know this time I'm actually going over speed over leadership. I'm mm-hmm. putting Roadrunner mm-hmm. out that shortstop. Now mm. he may not be as good in the field, mm. but he's going to steal every single base. So uh-huh. I'm going yeah. Roadrunner out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But you know where I'm going to have my fastest player, mm-hmm. and that's going to be center fielder because they're going to track everything down. Yeah. So you know who might be even faster than the Roadrunner? I mean, how about the guy whose name literally is Speed? I'm going Speedy Gonzalez ah, yes. at center fielder. Yes, of course, Speedy Gonzalez. Now, I mean, that's my guy. The only problem with Speedy in center field is he's so short. Yes, he's got speed. He's already there. He's already yeah. under the ball. He's but the ball all he is than him. <laughs> yeah, all he has to do is put it in his hat and just catch it in the hat. He's, he's got it. True, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Size is not a problem for my men. Speed well, Gonzalez. you know who I'm putting out in center field because he has a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Marvin the Martian. Ah. Now, See, I don't know he can get in his spaceship. He can go up and rob. He's also got that ray gun that he could shrink the ball with or he blasted out uh-huh. of existence. So That's I'm putting true. good old Marvin out there I'm in just, center I field. I feel like we need some rules because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a foundation. Hey, if, if we're going off Space Jam logic here for Space Jam baseball, okay. you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I jump in real quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you got to say? If you're going to put Marvin Martian out in center field uh-huh. with a spaceship, uh-huh. spaceship can just abduct the ball. Uh, okay, yeah. well, but does that count as an game over? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never hit the ground. Exactly. It's like, well, does that count as an uh, Okay, well, now now what I need is I need somebody who's going to absolutely, like, destroy the ball when it when it comes thrown his mm-hmm. way. You know, at the catcher, I'm going to have the Tasmanian Devil because okay. nothing's getting past him, you know. I, I feel like he would stop the ball and also be able to blast it, you know, his range of motion on the swing is absolutely ridiculous so yeah that's what i'm going yeah that is definitely uh <laughs> definitely and yes he's got yeah big range uh-huh. so i, I yeah, can yeah, see yeah. that uh-huh. now i think out in left field just because he's got a lot of tricks mm-hmm. 
lot of gadgets he can use. He's, he's a really good inventive uh, spirit. They don't always work out. Mm-hmm. Might also suck that I have the road, road runner on the team, but I'm putting Wiley Coyote oh, wow. out there in left field. You're just going to put them on the same team, yeah. huh? Even, I mean, it did work for Michael Jordan, so maybe it will work for Maxwell Fritz. Exactly. That, you know, that's what I always say. <laughs> what can Michael Jordan do that Maxwell Fritz can't? I ask mm-hmm. myself often. My next uh, character that I'm drafting, first baseman. You know, last first baseman I had was Larry the Lobster. Yes. Big guy, right? Yeah. I need another big guy, and I'm going to go with Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, that's got, right. That was, <laughs> that was my <laughs> next pick, Julian. I was picking Foghorn. Yeah, that's right. I said... <laughs> And, uh, you say, you say, you say, oh, he's in first base. Oh, father. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm going with <laughs> Foghorn like, oh, at first base. That's right. Well, <laughs> since you got a small guy in Speedy Gonzalez out there in center, mm-hmm. I think my right fielder is going to have to be none other than the MVP, the OG Tweety Bird. Ah, oh, dang. Really Tweety's out there. He's got the height. He can fly up there. <laughs> Rob those home runs. That's true. I Dang it. Dang <laughs> it. No arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. He has to. Yes. He doesn't really have an arm. Himself go deliver the ball. He, back will, to yeah, the, he will deliver <laughs> back to the shortstop <laughs> or the cutoff man. Uh, all right. Well, now now we're getting. There's really no athletic. <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> Looney Tunes characters left. <laughs> no offense to my guys, but what I've seen. Oh, it sucks that I've already used uh, center. You know, mm-hmm. I mean center. Wow, I saw the C catcher because I was I was going to use this next. Uh, yeah, well, you use center field too. Okay. You got speedy out in center. And right, right, right. So my next pick, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go. I don't want to do Daffy Duck, but I'm gonna go Daffy <laughs> Duck. <laughs> Daffy Duck is going to be my. Um, let's see. Let's see where he's gonna. Oh, he's gonna be my right fielder. You want to know why? Right, wh- this is why. Because Speedy Gonzalez is fast enough to go catch the balls that are hit to right field. So yeah. his errors will be overshadowed by Speedy. I was gonna just say, I think Daffy will have the most errors. In yeah, the yeah, exactly. He, so I'm he telling won't care him about the ball. He's in charge. He basically is our Tim Fox. Okay, he's just gonna entertain the crowd, <laughs> and Speedy's gonna be center and right because he's so quick. All right, now for my first baseman. Someone, he, he's got a hot head, so his temper might be a little bit of a problem. But he's solid. Mm. I'm going Yosemite Sam <laughs> over first base. Because even if the ball gets away from him, he'll just shoot it out of the sky and it'll drop down. Yeah, he's known <laughs> for that. He's he's done that on multiple occasions. He literally did that in the trailer for Space Jam 2. Exactly. That is that is uh, hilarious. So, so want, now I only have a couple of positions left. Julian, this is, kind of, this is kind of late, and I know we only have a couple positions left. But yep. mm-hmm. since... We're kind of modeling this off of Space Jam. Mm-hmm. We can have one MLB player for the positions left. So you know it's kind what? of like their Space Jam team. That's fair. You know what? That, that, I like that. I like that a lot. If there was a Space Jam about baseball. So now I have to go Nolan Arenado at their ba- – I'm just kidding. I'm not going to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's do current, current MLB players. He is current. Okay. I was oh, just yeah. going to say uh, I will go with DeGrom at pitcher because he's a machine and I need Okay. Yeah, that- <laughs> pitcher was the hardest one for me to choose, so let me just go ahead and get DeGrom. Yeah, I, okay. I was legitimately thinking Nolan Arenado at third base, Mr. Gold Glove himself. I was I'm kind of mad now that I uh, – I did not think of yeah, yeah, that sooner feel, to yeah, put someone at pitcher. I would yeah, put Max Scherzer out there. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think I'm, I'm a big Washington Nationals fan. And yeah, that's the reason he says Scherzer, not because yeah. he's a Northwoods <laughs> League fan or a Tigers fan. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just I've, kidding. Uh, <laughs> I've already used my shortstop, but Trey Turner can still play third base. Jeez. So I, I'm, I'm putting Trey Turner out there. He's one of the best up-and-coming talents Jeez. other than Juan Soto, but I've already got my outfield. So I'm putting Trey Turner <laughs> for third base. Now I got second and third left. Mm-hmm. I got second and catcher. 
Well, listen, Michael played with Bill Murray, so let me get uh, <laughs> let me get another comedian on my team. Just kidding. I'm gonna go with. We haven't said Porky Pig yet. I'm just gonna have Porky Pig play third base. That's All right. right. I, I yeah. was gonna pick Porky next. No, but. no, you weren't because I picked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's really. I love Porky. Who doesn't? I mean, that's all, folks. Am I right? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man, now it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. We like, are getting down to the nitty-gritty. There are over, like, thousands of Looney Tunes characters, but for some reason, you know, you can't really pick them off the top of your head. I mean, yeah, you know, some of these, we're going for the main ones. Though. Yeah, because a lot of them were just a one, one-off, one you know, appeared in one episode. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, Mel Blank himself. You know, I'm getting a lot of the uh, the same guys of the same TV shows who kind of have the rivalry on my team, but I'm actually right. going to go with uh, Sylvester the Cat at... Second base. Okay. Because, okay. you know, he, he's a cat. He's got those cat-like reflexes out there. <laughs> he can prowl around the infield. You know, I was really so. thinking about that. I was really thinking about Sylvester. And, you know, too, to cover for Tweety's lack of an arm, Sylvester will already be running out to right field to okay. try to eat him. All right. So if Tweety gets the ball, <laughs> he'll just eat Tweety and grab the ball. No. So. That's, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> he'll just give him the ball. You said no. no he'll just eat Tweety. Whoa. All right. You're down to your uh, – I know. Second it's, baseman, left field, I'm down It's really catcher. rough out here. It's really rough out here when you're looking <laughs> at these characters. My only options now, I'm going to have to go with uh, Elmer Fudd at second base. Elmer Fudd. I'm All really, right. It's really getting tough. He's You got to be very quiet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's hunting wabbits, you know. <laughs> so, I, I feel like he's going to be too – Busy digging in the dirt to you know, what? know that's, the ball's that's coming. That's very true. I didn't think about that, but it's it's too late now. I'm still satisfied. I got one spot left to fill. All right. You know, I, I'm trying to figure out my catcher. You know, it's uh, got to have a bigger guy playing catcher, but there's not that many bigger <laughs> Looney Tunes characters left that I can think about. Mm-hmm. The only one that I can think left, and even though we just got canceled, I'm still going with uh, with Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why did Pepe Le Pew get canceled? Just, I'm not going to ask. Just, yeah, watch, yeah, just, just watch some, some of the older okay. uh, shows of him and you'll know why. But um, oh, I'm going boy. Pepe Le Pew behind Catcher because you know why too? Okay, yeah. I'm thinking. He stinks. He's a skunk. He's going to throw off the batters because they're going to be so disoriented because of his stink. So no. I'm going Pepe Le Pew. And to that, I got to say, earlier, like five minutes ago, when mm-hmm. I said I-, I wish I put Tasmanian Devil somewhere else, it was literally for that reason. Exactly. But I've seen, uh, again, it's Space Jam. It literally, he used his stink mm-hmm. to distract the players. They couldn't even dribble, and he just takes the ball. Exactly. Just, just Having works. him as catcher will be lethal. Works every literally time. Literally lethal. But I think it would be harder to hit a DeGrom pitch than a uh, catch when it smells like Pepe Le Pew out there. That's <laughs> just right. you're down so to your my last final pick player. Your left fielder. Left fielder. I might have to choose a nut. See, so I strategically had Speedy at center because mm-hmm. now with these bums everywhere else, <laughs> he's just gonna be there already. Mm-hmm. So now let's think. I'm going to choose. <laughs> I'm crossing shows. I'm taking Tom Cat. I'm just kidding. I can't. I literally. Do, is there any more characters? Just give I me mean, Mel Blank I'm, himself. I'm here. Um, <laughs> you chose the Roadrunner and uh, the Coyote. That I, should be cheating. I just saw that there was a female <laughs> Daffy Duck. I did not know that. There's a female oh yeah. There's there's oh oh. What's her name? Um, I know who you're talking about because she was on the Looney Tunes show. Yeah. Her name. Oh my gosh. Uh, I I know her name. She's not very smart, but 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 I'm yeah. Wait wait. When I find her. 
when I find her. That's my that's my uh, left fielder. I'm not even kidding. All right. When so I, uh, if we can't get the name, I'll just put female. I Daffy think her name Duckle. is Tina. Yeah, I think it's Tina. Tina is my left fielder, and Speedy Speedy's got that. All you have to do is tell Tina it's like a hundred dollars if she catches it, and she's got that. <laughs> get the get the shoe money. Exactly. All right. So let's go back through now for our teams. You know, Julian. After my abysmal SpongeBob character draft, I feel like I might have actually beat you here. Well, but. you can think that all you want. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll let the fans decide like exactly. we did SpongeBob. Just we'll we'll like post we did this the last on our, all of our social medias again. Yeah. Follow Battle Creek Bombers on my... Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. uh, TikTok, yeah. YouTube. Instagram is the big one, though. <laughs> <laughs> so here are our teams now. For my team, at first base, we have Yosemite Sam. Second base was Sylvester the Cat. Third base, the one and only Trey Turner. Shortstop was Roadrunner. Left field is Wiley Coyote. Center field was Marvin the Martian. My right fielder was Tweety Bird. My pitcher, Bugs Bunny. And catcher, Pepe Le Pew. Mm-hmm. Julian's team, he's got first base, Foghorn Leghorn. Solid guy. Second base, Elmer Fudd. Third base, Porky Pig. Shortstop, Lola Bunny. Left field, the female Daffy Duck. Hopefully it's Tina. We'll figure that out. <laughs> Center field, yeah, Speedy Tina. Gonzalez. Right field, Daffy Duck. Oh, you might have that little uh, chemistry going on You know what I'm saying? There. Come on out. <laughs> and then pitcher, Jacob DeGrom, and catcher, Taz. Yes, the Tasmanian devil himself. I just like how your team says, I know we got uh, Trey Turner literally, but move aside to third base because we have the road runners. Exactly. <laughs> it is not Tina. Oh, it's not. It's Melissa. It's Melissa. Oh, dang it. Well, it's, uh, it's one of those names. So, <laughs> yeah, Melissa <laughs> one, one of the uhs. One of the uhs. One of the names that ends in the uh sound. So, thank you all again for tuning in for another episode of Bomber's Breakdown. Julian and I will make sure this is posted so we can get some votes on it for next Absolutely. time. I feel definitely a lot better about this than my SpongeBob character draft. <laughs> so, um, I've been Maxwell Fritz. Julian Lloyd. And we will see you next week for another episode of Bomber's Breakdown. Take care, everyone. Woo.